guys, and welcome back to Call to Be Creative. Today, we are going to be finishing the conversation that we started on Tuesday's episode. So we hope that you guys enjoy, and we will see you on the next episode. And that's kind of what I want to get into a little bit. So what um, what kind of problems, let's talk about this first. Uh, first. What kind of problems have you um, had at church during this time? And how did you come up with like, solutions for those problems and doesn't have to be like really nitpicky like we're having issues with our camera feed blah, blah, blah. like no like i'm like what kind of like what's like a big problem that you had like coming into this time of like of covid isolation like digital um church stuff and what was kind of like a solution that you came up for with it man that's actually that's a, a really good that's question. A great question uh for me which luckily for me, it was already set up this way. Um, we don't oh, have yeah, a second you came person. Into the job. Yeah. So we like literally when all this crap started, but um, <laughs> we don't have a second person to mix audio for a live stream, nor do we have enough extra media people to quote unquote produce a live stream. So we were like, okay, how can like, how, how can we do everything we're wanting to do just with the team that we have? So we, uh, Josh basically has everything rigged to whatever you are seeing in the screen on this, in the sanctuary is what is going to the live stream. Okay. So, okay. uh, and as far as audio, we are just sending a matrix feed out to him over in the media booth. Um, that's um, going, so it's just he, direct feed, just direct feed in. Right. From so a second service. Yeah. So second service, I'm pretty much mixing only with headphones and whatever happens in the sanctuary happens. Um, but it's almost like the, the inside. So you're, you're saying almost like the, the um, inside the church building experience has become, I don't want to say less important, but it, it's um, kind of like leveled itself with the online presence. Like you've had to right. like match your online presence with like the, your in-church presence. Right. I think. And, and even like and, with how your performance goes. Right. And some of the things that we've wanted to do, like we've done, um, uh, we've done two kids services on a Wednesday night, kids versus parents. And we have kids and their parents come up and play games, just, you know, stuff like that. And we keep scoring. That's so fun. It, it really like is. That idea. That's um, but really we, cool. uh, yeah. we have, uh, we had a time of worship and I was talking to uh, one of the ladies who helps with our kids ministry. And she's like, yeah, I want to play this video during worship. And I was like, we can't do that. Um, whatever is on that screen is what is on live stream. So if you are wanting your worship people to be on the screen, I cannot show this video. Oh yeah. So we were, so we had to sit down and be like, okay, this video and this video at the beginning it's just like interactive dancing, um, you know, just kind of getting into the groove, you know, that kind of thing. People on stage, not as important for the people on, for the people at home. People on stage are more important for the people in the building. Right. So, on, for, you're, so you're for those two, we showed the video. People that are there. Right. So uh, since the video, since our camera quality was not as good as the video, for those two, we decided to show the actual videos, you know, teaching them how to do the dances and that kind of thing. And you could still, you could still hear um, our our children's minister 
you know, giving her vocal cues and stuff. Like you could still hear her talking, but what was on the live stream was just the video. Um, so other things we just had to like, I basically like ripped the audio from the video uh, for a couple of the worship songs and just played the audio and then threw up the lyrics for like lower thirds, like we went on Sunday morning. So, you. so it wasn't, so, you know, you, you kind of have to give and take for both you yeah. know, the, the in-church audience and the online audience to make it mesh to where nobody, nobody misses out. Like nobody Right. And that's, a, and that's the thing that like we, we have to realize is, um, as a lot of churches are coming in, coming into this is like a new thing, like um, them having an online presence at all for some churches, it's a brand new thing. So I feel like for us, it's like, um, creative people out there, we have to figure out, um, how can we bring, um, that online presence? We don't necessarily, because there's a lot of, um, I talked to a lot of pastors, and the goal is to have people together, but when people can't meet together, how can we make the experience um, engaging enough for them where they can feel like they can join in in the community right. of the body of, of believers? And I get that. And um, I love how you brought up kids too, because for us at Freedom Church, um, we're not a, a big church at all, but the people that we have um, in our church we actually have like a large ratio of kids because a lot of our um, a lot of our people are young families, um, right. young parents with uh, small kids, varying ages of small kids, um, and so we wanted to still do something for the kids, um, not being able to meet with them because we have we've um, like Cat uh, and Lauren are. Uh, kids directors are fantastic and they were doing such a great job with the kids and the kids loved them. And so it was just really disheartening for us because we wanted to have something for the kids, especially since, um, you know, editing a service, um, to go out every week and stuff like that. So we just thought, well, why don't we just make a video for kids, um, that they can watch in, um, conjunction with like the service. So then like the parents can either, um, you know, bring up like the video, like on a kid's iPad or something like that. And they can watch their own video or bring it up on another TV and, uh, have just their own like engaging time of, of worship and of, um, of learning in God's word Mm -hmm. and some stuff like that. So, um, our team came up with this really just cool idea for video. So, um, literally just, um, Kat, um, one of our kids directors, she, plans it out every week. She plans out a lesson. So she'll have a message and usually it's like an activity and she'll do follow-up questions because uh, she uses, we use a certain curriculum with the kids. And so it comes with a lot of like cool video resources with like worship songs. So they'll do like a, an intro. So uh, Pastor Chris is actually um, does it with Kat like on camera. Right. So it's both of them on camera kind of feeding off each other and it's just a really fun time with um with them and so um and it also allows like the kids to kind of like see pastor chris every week and really feel like they're connected with the pastor of the church all the time so when you do come back it's not like who is this dude you know yeah and it's not even that but it's just also they can feel like they can they can trust chris and that they can like right all those things it's just like building like this this form of like um Pastor Chris is like really, he's the cool pastor. 
And so <laughs> for all the kids, um, and, uh, he is, um, he's a former youth pastor as well. So he gets it. Um, but he, uh, he, and he, he's done such a good job, but cat like plans all this out. So they'll do like, they have like these worship songs. So it's, it's like you said, like they'll have a video with like somebody doing like motions and then they have like the lyrics of the song above his head with the music and it's these like very kiddie songs. And but the kids, um, according to um, us kind of like surveying the kids, the kids love it, apparently. Um, so that's what matters to me as long as the kids love that. Um, so and then it's like guy on the screen, he's doing like these big motions with it. Very fun. And then um the uh then they'll have a time where they kind of have like they'll play it like a game um which is always fun on screen like game like they'll be playing like they'll pick a game i think like one week um one week the lesson was about um the israelites uh, about to go into the promised land they send the spies or whatever and the spies see all like yeah things and everything's like really big and he said they carried back grapes that were like massive, like massive grapes or whatever. And so the game for that week that Kat came up with was a game. And I ended up, this was the only time I've been on a kid's video was for this game. And so she, the game she came up with was, um, she had like a cup on a table. It was like a, like a drinking, like a plastic drinking cup. It was a freedom church cup. Cause we plug ourselves. It's called branding y'all do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had grapes. And so we had to stand like a certain distance away and try to like, it was like, like throw them into the cup. Oh which man, is that's okay. Yeah. Very difficult, but apparently I was really good at that. And there's video <laughs> evidence of it. So, <laughs> I, I surprised myself. And the look on my face in the video is hilarious. You're just I'm like, just, oh my gosh, this hidden talent that I, I didn't actually, know I had. I, I said, I can do cup pong, y'all. I'm really good at cup <laughs> pong, apparently. I would have I would have made it and I would have made it in a college fraternity, apparently. Anyways. <laughs> um but it was just like a fun game. And, you know, it's usually a game that she comes up with that's really accessible for the kids because she says, y'all can play at home, just like get this, this. And it's usually like stuff you can find around the house or stuff that you can get really easy at the store that's like right. not expensive. Like, and that's the beauty of doing that kind of thing. It's like because it's not it's not something that you have to be there at a certain time. Like they can go back. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like watch video, it whenever they want to. Yeah, I keep the video up on, um, so I embed it. It's like a YouTube video. It's unlisted on YouTube, but I embed it on the website on our kids' right. page. So um, the kids, like literally, they um, the parents can go in there and they click on it and they bring it up. It's good to go. But um, so they'll have the game. It's usually a really accessible game like that. And they'll have a, the, a lesson. And the lesson is usually a video lesson from the curriculum. And uh, they're mostly like really good just from – the ones there, they really go kind of really in depth into like the story, into the word, and they really don't like. It's not they're they're not you know they're not making like a really bad kids version of it, but um, they're making it kind of a balance of engaging, but also like true to scripture, which is really cool. And then um, I don't know the exact cur- curriculum that that we use, so don't try to like ask me that. I don't have those details because <laughs> I don't play kids stuff. Um, and in fact, um, I don't even actually edit the video, uh, which is funny. I edit the service, but because I'm spending so much time like recording worship and, and editing that and I'm doing, you know, social media stuff like that. Um, pastor Chris has, um, taken it upon himself to edit all the kids videos. Um, and at the very beginning it showed, 
for sure <laughs> that he was editing <laughs> the videos. Um, and not to say that um, that he's you know like can't edit videos or whatever. It's just that's not what he was created to do. He was created to um, to pastor a, a church at for sure. And it shows he's much better at preaching than he is editing a video. Um, but he's done a, a really good job and he's gotten better over the past few weeks because we've done it for quite a few weeks now. So uh, he's had more practice on it. And so he uses Final Cut Pro um, for those out there wondering. He's using Final Cut Pro as well on his computer um, because uh, he started because I think at the time, um, I think you can go on Apple's website and um, – there's like a 90-day trial for Final Cut Pro. Oh, nice. On their wow. website. So for you out there, I don't know if it's still there. It might be. But I know they started doing that a few months ago, at least. They started that um, to kind of uh, help people, kind of alleviate that for people that were doing like video and stuff like that. Um, so if you're looking for like something to use and you haven't like really used Final Cut or maybe use iMovie and you – want to like kind of bump up but you're not wanting to like spend the money until you can kind of see if you like it um you can find the free trials and i think for most editing softwares out there they have free trials um for stuff i always you can mostly you can normally get two weeks to a month yeah just enough time to kind of like look at it and see if you like it it's plenty of time to see if you like it and um but anyways he started using that and since he got used to that he just ended up buying it um after his trial was over so um it's just kind of like one of those things where you just get used to it so the kids video thing was just really good and it's gone really well the kids just seem to love it because we usually um try to talk to um because we we have their parents in small groups every week so usually during small groups they'll ask them ask them about the kids you know of course and like how they're liking stuff and they'll usually say about the video things like that and that's how we get a lot of our feedback um from the uh, parents for that and um a lot of the time the parents really really enjoy it and sometimes it's really funny because um there's like just moments where like Kat and Chris say just hilarious stuff or they just make funny comments and it's just really funny for that so I just um I've really seen it as like a way for like the whole family to engage in worship together right right um to learn together is like parents and kids watching a kid the kids video and because um then um when the parents watch with them then if the kids have more questions then that's like the parents opportunity to like do um you know what they're supposed to do and like really speak into these uh kid their their own kids lives um and really raise them up um, in, in the word and to, to know and love Jesus. And that's just, uh, one of those, the coolest things that we thought, um, thought we just, at the beginning, we just wanted to engage the kids, but we found it to be really, um, edifying for the whole family. And that was just something like as simple as that. It's just making it sound simple, but like something as small as just making a video kind of geared towards kids, um, and stuff like that. And it really helps the whole family. Um, in regards to kind of like, um, it, it almost keeps parents accountable. Uh, to, it, well, I mean, it does. You're right. To like teaching their kids. Not only is it like keeping parents accountable to like actually like giving them the opportunity to watch the video, but like it's giving the parents opportunities to like have those conversations with their kids. Right. Um, which has really been a big change over. Um, I feel like this time is like uh, with kids uh families being in isolation you know being in their own homes together 
you know, parents might be working from home and the kids are home all the time now and stuff like that. They've had more time together. And I feel like it's just been a time for, for families um, just to really kind of re reintroduce themselves to each other almost kind of a way because, you know, uh, before life kind of just got crazy, at least for me growing up, um, we were very, um, we were very athletic kids. Uh, at least me and my sister were, we had a lot of extracurricular activities. You know, I was in band and I played sports. My sister is a star athlete of multiple sports, um, and stuff like that. And so she, we were all busy doing stuff all the time. And, you know, my mother's a teacher and she was busy all the time and things right. like that. And so a lot of the time our schedules just got crazy. And there's, um, you know, even when I was in high school, there was times where because of how busy we were, I didn't see my mother like other than being at school with my mother because she's a teacher. Um, like I didn't see my mom outside of school for like a couple days at a time. Be- right. And so, and families can get busy like that. Like they're not worried about, they're more worried about like, kind of like all the things going on around them instead of like worrying about like them as a unit. And so I feel like this has kind of really opened up that kind of like that thing that's been shoved down for families. Like, Hey, like we need to like, you know, really get to know each other again. But then also this like has pushed parents to be like, I have to be, I have to be the pastor for my kids. Right. And that's the big one. And that's, and that's like something that is so encouraging, honestly. And that's what I love. And that's what, and that's what creativity gets us y'all. Like because of our creativity, we've been able to kind of just reintroduce like Jesus to families, you know, like bringing Jesus back into like the center of, of families. And that's just so encouraging for me in that, in that sort of change. Yeah. Um, Gabe, do you see do you see any kind of correlation with that with like student ministry? Well, I don't really know. We don't have like because we don't do like we don't record our services uh-huh. in youth, so we don't have to like worry about if the camera angle looks good or if the internet is holding up because we don't we <laughs> don't it never yeah it never like does. Uh, main service they they do all the recording, so I don't I really don't pay right. like know what they do in main service because my mind's only focused on youth um right. but i know but, that uh the only thing that we like we had a worship night and we just used our phones so that's clearly the only recording that we've done and that's what a lot back. of get, a lot of students watch though is like students are more apt to watch like phone videos uh, than anything we just put well, on it's, instagram it's like when you see it it's just intriguing you're like oh what's yeah. going on right and that's that's one of those cool things um Gabe, you could probably speak to this more is like with students, especially during this time, this has pushed students to like actually like like want to to like know to know more and to learn more and to be in community more. Like this is yeah. like pushed like the importance of community because I feel oh, yeah. like especially for I guess for our generation, for me being a millennial, um this um authenticity and um and community was like a big deal, especially like when I was in college, like that was like the main thing. I think small group ministry in churches was like at an all time high when I was in college. Oh um, yeah. Because that was like, that was the thing that was the most important thing more than anything. That's like, cause that's like what I guess my generation said they, they 
wanted more than anything. And I feel like um, with the, the Gen Z, I don't want to like kind of label people, but it's just kind of this generalization of like these students that have grown up in in the digital age and they've found um, that they're just they're more connected than ever because of social media, but then they're just so much more isolated and really because none of it's in person. Right. And so much more now of this isolation has come out because at least like they had physical, um, kind of like this physical touch with people, you know, at schools and stuff like that and doing like all their extracurricular activities. Like when I did in high school, like, you know, you're seeing like all these people, around you all the time. Um, but you also had like the digital thing, but now for them, it was just all digital and it kind of opened up this, like maybe yeah. like this is m- more important. So are you seeing like, and at least in student ministry, at least in your student ministry, are you seeing more of like the students like desiring that more now than they did before? Uh, the community aspect, I think they're really wanting more of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, I okay, really, cool. cause like, I think, like on Sundays, I think they're really happy to just see their friends in person. Like I'm really, like I really, like besides like outside of school, if they even go like in person to school, mm-hmm. I really think that they really enjoy coming together and like being able to see them, not like just on, not on a screen, but like actually see them in person. So right. I think, I think they are appreciating community more, just a little bit more. I hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll, like yeah. they'll really greatly appreciate it. Like and they won't, they won't take beautiful. it for granted whenever this is all over, they won't just go back to the internet and just forget about it. So, yeah, this has really opened up some like, kind of like wounds that are just scabbed over. And it's kind of like COVID came in and like, like cracked open your scab. Yeah. Kind of thing. You I know, mean, like when yeah. you, you know, when you get like a cut, like I actually have like, this is funny. I have a cut that I got at work on my finger, on my pinky. And it's like near the bend of my finger, which is oh, awesome. This is awful because like, this is like my fretting hand for, yeah. for guitar, a few guitar players out there. This is my fretting hand. And uh, when I'm like even playing my acoustic guitar and I slide my pinky across the strings, mm. ooh, y'all. Uh, um, no. And it's like, it's a cardboard cut for, for all of oh, you out there. No, it's like a paper cut times a million. Yes. Um, so it's like very tender, on the skin there. Um, but like you move it a lot and stuff like that. And it can kind of like keep, it doesn't want to heal fully. And so I feel like there's like, that's the same thing with this is like, this was like a wound like that, that like, as, um, people kept finding more things to do and more things to fill with, fill their lives with, they kind of like never let this thing heal over. And now that they've been kind of like in this time, they've seen that wound and they're like really desiring ways to see that fixed. And I think that's a very exciting thing for the future of the church. And that's what I want to go into for this last part of the main stage is we kind of want to leave it on this is like, what do you think like creativity uh, in the church is going to look like in a year from now? So we're this is September 2020, mm-hmm. like in September 2021 or even like January 2021, like in 2021, what do you think? that creativity in the church is going to look like? I'm almost scared to answer. It's because it's going to depend on each individual church's leadership. Yeah. Um, But because I I feel like some churches are going to take a step backwards, but then I also feel 
some churches are going to take a giant step forward. Right, right. Um, so I think overall we're going to start seeing church creativity go down paths that we haven't seen before. They're going to start, you know, meddling in areas that, you know, we, we may have kind of dabbled in but never really done anything with it. Um, I think creatives are going to, in the next year, they're not going to be so afraid to take risks. They're not going to be so afraid to try new things. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be those churches who, when they're able to meet in person again, they're going to be like, all right, we don't need that anymore. Get, get, get rid of it. Um, so like my heart kind of hurts for those churches, uh, cause most of those churches, they will have seen growth because of all of this new digital stuff, but they'll think that in person alone, will be able to sustain that. And that, and so for those churches, I'm really scared and my heart kind of hurts. Um, but I think overall we're going to see growth. No, I agree. Um, just with, with that, like the, you're saying like some churches will take a step forward and some will take a step back. And I think (laughs) that's just like a human thing in general. Oh yeah. Um, and, but I, I'm afraid of like the church as a whole is so many times has taken a step back from, from new things. Oh, um, right. Especially like in culture in general. Like like nobody likes change. Yeah. You know? Well, it's nobody likes change when the change isn't theirs. Like they didn't make the change. Right. And that's, and that's where when people say they don't like change, they don't like other people's change. And especially in the church, they see the culture around them changing. And I feel like the church as a whole decides to like, just stay put. And so as culture changes around them, but then that just, that just makes you, that just turns you into a, a statue pretty much. Um, you become, you become something that, uh, people graffiti and pigeons poop on. Um, I mean, you're not wrong in a metaphorical sense, people in a metaphorical sense, because I'm a creative. Um, but I feel like, um, I personally feel like here in the next, um, in the next year that creatives are going to, um, be more comfortable with asking dangerous questions. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean dangerous as in like, like heresy, um, for people out there that are like, what is he talking about? I'm not talking about like, we're coming up with like new ideas about like the divinity of Christ or something like that. Um, I'm talking about like they're, um, they're going to be more comfortable with asking their leadership to do crazy things. Like, Oh yeah. Like this, cause this time, like has kind of pushed the crazy out almost it's like some churches it's like well you've never you know because like some leaders it's like well we've never done this before so like why are we going to start doing it now it's like well you know pastors now are kind of having their eyes open oh to, yeah to how like the things that you know that a lot of people like i tell people like when all this started is like churches are finally doing what i already asked them to do three years ago right um <laughs> so um I've and, never. And now we have statistical data. Yes, we now so. have hard data <laughs> and like the own their own experience because now they're like, okay, well, let's just try it. And for people, a lot of people, it's worked. And they're like, right. oh, well, maybe 
we should, we can try like other things. And I feel like for creatives out there, if you're creative out there, like I don't want you to be afraid in the next year to ask your church leadership to do new things, to do crazy things. Like if you have a crazy idea, it's not like the idea that you keep in your little idea notepad and just gets lost. No, that's something that you put on your agenda to ask your pastor that week. Right. Um, simply because, um, all they can do is say no, like, and then you wait six months and ask again. Yeah. And the, yeah, uh, well, I would say sooner. Um, but, uh, I just Two say ask 30, 30 to 45 days. We'll, we'll ask yeah, again. It's like you uh, <laughs> pay attention to what they're doing, how they're speaking and, and then be like, okay, now is the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's a lot of it too. And that's another podcast that we're going to talk about is like the relationship between like your your pastor and you as a creative and your pastor and how to approach that we'll get into that later but like i feel like though in the next year that that we will ask dangerous questions but dangerous in the sense of like this could either like be um something that really um moves the church forward that really moves the dial or something that just blows back in your face and things like that happen, but we can't be afraid to at least ask those questions because yeah. the only way that we've progressed like as a culture, as humanity, is when we ask those dangerous questions. Like, um, I, I know uh, we think about um, like hu- like human flight, like being on an airplane. I've been on a couple planes in the past few months. And, you know, 100 years ago, that was like, what like not even heard of like people yeah. had hadn't flown like that ever and so then you know people decided to ask dangerous questions and it was actually a really dangerous thing to do at that time oh yeah <laughs> physically dangerous like the fact um, that, that to, more pe- that more people didn't die is like yeah. a miracle yes so um but i mean people were um not afraid to ask those questions and those questions led to actions um because uh, that's part of it. And that's uh, a thing as a creative, what you have to realize is that um, our job as creatives is to come up with solutions. We are problem solvers. If you're a creative, you're a problem solver. Um, you're solving a problem. You might um, think, well, it was like, what does my social media graphic have to do with solving a problem? I go, well, your issue is you're trying to like convey a message, right? Trying to convey a message to someone, um, but uh, maybe you don't know the means for it. Well, you as a creative have come up with a solution to that. You've come up with this post or a graphic, or maybe you're trying to convey this message, you know, whatever through, uh, through video or something like that. You found your solution through video. Um, so that's just kind of like one of those things is like, you're a, you're a problem solver. So what, um, I think creativity will look like in a year from now is that not only will creatives be the problem solvers, but they will also be, the people asking questions, not to, um, not to offend people, not to, um, to what, what, what I want to say, not to, not, not to offend like the people or a church or leadership, but to actually challenge. Yeah. To challenge there, there's my word. <laughs> uh, that's, um, and challenging is not a bad thing. Um, and it's not like you're questioning like leadership's motives. You're not doing that at all. You're always honoring and supporting the vision of your pastor and your church. But right. um, 
you're asking the questions that say like, how can we like reach that goal, that vision, but like now in this time, in this culture and, and how can we do that in a relevant way? So that's, that's how, um, that's what I think church is going to look like mainly for me, not like a, you know, necessarily like a style change, you know, styles might change. There might be a new social media platform in a year from now. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise oh, no. me. It just seems like a new one comes out every year. Um, but I'm, I'm not surprised, you know, by these changes or anything like that, but I really feel like the most, the biggest thing is going to be, um, how the, how the creative decides to ask questions, like ask more questions. And that's like an encouragement to all creatives out there as well is like, ask the questions, ask the hard questions, ask the challenging questions, because that's how you deepen relationship with your church, with your pastor. And that's how your pastor is challenged. Um, your, your pastor is a human too. Um, you can talk to them. They're not robots and they are not, uh, God, uh, neither, uh, do they claim to be God. Um, they are people just simply trying to live out their calling and to, uh, shepherd their church. Um, so you, you just have to realize that they're people too, and that they can be challenged and that, that, um, it doesn't hurt to ask a few questions and it doesn't Um, hurt to be told. No. Yes. Uh, does not like, do not get your feelings hurt and do not feel like yeah. you're not doing a good job because yeah, you're told just, no. Yeah. Just because they say no, doesn't mean that, um, they don't believe in you either. That just yeah. means that like that thing might not fit now. Um, and, and that's the now thing. is the big word there is yeah. like, they not may right. not be telling like, if they say no, don't just take that as a hard no, keep it in your yeah. book, keep it, you know, keep, keep it there because a right time will come. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's um, that's kind of like what I think. Gabe, what do you think? Um, what do you think creativity is going to look like uh, in like a year from now ish? Hopefully, I, I think hopefully in a year, um, I think it'll like explode in a good way. Um, hopefully, like during this time with people trying different things and having to try different things to to fit in and make sure everything works great. Um, hopefully you know, even like the creativity team will, will grow. Cause hopefully I would really want like everyone's creativity team to grow because I don't think you can have too many people on the creativity team because no, ever, never, you could always use oh, the extra help. No. And like, <laughs> and always like, use all fresh the minds, people, especially yeah. for, for us church plants that, um, I'm the only person, you know, so yeah. it never <laughs> hurt. Um, but I feel like, yeah, this is a time where it's like, um, where people can, it's, it's almost like, um, where like job, like jobs, job openings are opening up quickly for church creators. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, even if it's part time, you know, cause yeah. when, when I, when I'm creating something now, I'm not just creating something, um, that will be appreciated or that will reach people. I'm trying also to create things that will inspire others to yeah. want to come and do the same. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm hoping like in a year people will, will be inspired like that. And then, you know, with, you know, the growth of the church, hopefully it will bring in more people with a creative mind and creative vision to help you and help the pastor reach the vision that they have for their church. 100%, Gabe, that was so good. You literally said more in the few words that you just said than I've said this whole <laughs> dang time. Dead gummit, Gabe. Because at the end of the day, we have to figure out how we can replace ourselves. 
Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, if we can't inspire someone else to do what we're doing, then it, we didn't really do much. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm just going to have to like hold the conversation there. Um, one, cause we're going to go really long, but oh, I also yeah. want to get into, <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast this week, y'all. We're just getting into stuff. This is just how it is. I promise. There were not too many be, good things to stop. Yeah. It. There's, there's not going to be too many episodes like this. I promise. We're going to be definitely under an hour for most podcasts. For this most. Is, uh, I'm just sorry. The first few episodes have been like really long. We just have like a lot in these things and the next few podcast episodes are going to be really specified uh, episodes. So we're, we'll have them a lot shorter, but I want to get into our third segment. Andrew, let's roll in. Yes. Yeah, so before we call it a day, we're going to go into creative wrecks. This is where we bring recommendations for you to help encourage, educate, or inspire you to be your best creative self and things that have helped us shape our lives as followers of Jesus. So this will include music, books, YouTube channels, videos, Instagram accounts, anything else you want to throw into that realm. Uh, so first, we are going to go to Gabe. What 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 do you have for us today, Gabe? Well, I kind of have two things. Um, first two off, I, w- I want to I want to shout out to GarageBand because, like, in the middle of the night, maybe one thirty, I think of an idea. I get on my phone, go to GarageBand, and mess with it for about an hour and a half and i have like two two little things i want to try to work to work on to become worship songs but another number two is actually a book that i'm kind of reading and slash teaching to our interns this fall okay i was like kind of reading (laughs) well i'm reading it and then i'm also teaching on it gotcha so it's called god's armor bear and basically it's a book and it's um and it shows us how we are to be you know, what an armor bearer was back in biblical times and how we are to be the armor bearer to our leaders and to our pastor um, at, of the church. So that way we are better able to help them reach their vision that they have for the church and what we are and what is required of us to be um, a faithful servant and to uh, always be there for our leader and to help them. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's uh, what's that called? The armor bear. It's called God's armor God's bear. Armor bear. Yeah. And who's that by? Uh, Terry something. You can Google it on. Um, I'll send you guys. Well, we'll yeah. have it in the show we'll notes. Have, Everything in, yeah, that yeah. we mentioned will be in the show notes, so you guys can check it out. But I'll I'll have it. Uh, we'll have it in the show notes. And it's been a really good book so far. And there's been a lot of good stuff. Um, so I'm I'm can't wait to continue teaching on it to the oh, interns. Oh, dude, that's good. Cool. That's good. I want to read that. That's awesome. Really Actually, good. that's a really good concept. It Andrew, sounds really got? good. So, uh, as as both of you know, video editing is somewhat new to me. Yes. Uh, so I have found this website called Motion Array, and it basically um, there are a few free things, um, but it's a monthly subscription that basically gives you unlimited downloads for presets, templates. Um, editable, you know, lower thirds, you know, stuff like that, um, that you can import directly into Final Cut or Premiere Pro, um, which is super nice. So uh, that has been incredible. They have some really good transitions as well. Um, it's a little easier to get them into Premiere Pro because you can literally just say, hey, add preset and then click it and it's in. Um, getting things into Final Cut Pro a little bit more difficult um, so they're made they, more for Premiere, but you can use them in Final Cut. You, right. 
Um, and then they, I think some, somewhere in there, there's a little bit of copyright free music and stuff like that too. So, um, it's roughly $30 a month. Um, if you do it yearly, uh, it is, you have to pay more upfront, but you pay less in the long run. Right. Right. So well, just, those yeah. annual subscriptions are usually like 20% cheaper most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Those are, that's really good. Motion rate. I think, I think I've seen a few Instagram story ads about that. That's, that's how my Instagram ads. That's how I found it. And I was like, bro, this is going to be so sketchy. And then I checked it out and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. <laughs> well, good. So, Mo- it's motion array. Motion array. All right. That's, that's awesome. I, I like that. Um, well, uh, guys, today I'm bringing, I'm bringing back more music. Do it. Bring it. <laughs> Uh, uh, and for me, it's kind of like a bunch of things. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone right here, and it looks like my mother's texting me. My family is um in at Gulf Shores apparently right now. Um, Fine. For oh. Those of you out there, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Um, uh, that's apparently where they're at. So she sent me a picture of the beach. Lucky them. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, I wanted to bring. A couple of different things. There's been a lot of really good music that's come out uh, recently, and oh, today, yeah. uh, today it's not a T Swift uh, thing. Um, though, if y'all remember <laughs> from episode one, I did bring Taylor Swift as my creative rec, um, and I still support that 100. percent But um, today, I have a couple albums um, that I really think people need to check out, um, and not because it's just Christian worship music, but also because it's super like creative. Like mm-hmm. great sound, like the the whole the whole process is great. So, um, the first one I wanted to bring was um, Hillsong Young and Free's newest album. It's called yeah. All All of My Best Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was an album they recorded live at their summer camp, which is actually what they did in their uh, original Young and Free album, their very first album ever. They recorded at their youth summer camp. Um. So it's just really cool to see them kind of bring back to their roots a little bit. But like the sound it's, of Hillsong Young and Free is the freshest, yeah. newest, most amazing thing. It's good. Um, and so we'll link this in the show notes as well um, for you Apple Music and Spotify people out there. If you use YouTube Music and Amazon, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just going Still with sorry. the majority. I'm going with the majority here. I use Spotify, so this is it. Um, but we'll link it. You'll find it. It's Hillsong Young and Free, All My Best Friends. Um, super great. I've actually, um, I've led um, as a worship leader one of those songs already uh, for church. Um, so it's uh, really powerful. And I'm very excited about it. Actually, I think it was like last Sunday I did it. Uh, it's called Uncomplicated, if you're looking for the song. Um, I was about to ask you that song. too. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful worship song. Um, and I feel like the album is, th- I feel like it's Hillsong Young and Free's best album yet, like as a whole, because not That's only- That's a bold it, statement. It is bold, but hear me out. It's because they have found like this balance of like their like upbeat, like super like in your face, like electronic awesome anthem songs, like, you know, which their first album was like pretty much all that. All of that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, um, but like they found like this balance, like with their last album with, uh, three is what it was called. Their, their previous album, uh, they had a lot more worship songs and I feel like in this album, they found this beautiful balance in it. Yeah. Um, cool. And so like that, so, um, which 
also, um, f- with that, Hillsong Young and Free is actually on their YouTube channel. Uh, they've put it, they're putting out a series of YouTube videos of like behind the scenes on like the making of the album. So like how they wrote the songs and how they've like recorded and kind of how like ideas came together. Really cool. Fun fact out of that. So uh, one of the uh, writers and a member of the band, he's a youth pastor at Hillsong London. And so for a little while, he um, felt called to go make into the secular world to make music. And he ended up being um, one half of the DJ group Good Boys, which a lot of people just don't hear that name and just know Good Boys. What's that? But they have like a bunch of tracks that have went super huge. And like they have like one track that's like huge TikTok famous. I'm talking like I've seen it in a million TikTok videos. And it went like triple platinum. Wow. It, Dang. And it has it has like six it has over half a billion streams on Spotify right now. Dang. And he like made wow. that. And he's like writing music for Hills on Young and Free. And he like leads worship and he's a youth pastor. But he's like That's really cool. Like massive stuff. Like and I had no idea until like I watched that YouTube video. So I, I encourage you to watch that if you like really like the creative process, stuff like that. Hillsong Young and Free's got that for all my best friends. Um secondly um, one of my favorite uh, worship leaders of all time, um, and he's kind of fairly new to the the scene. He's been around for quite a few years, but he's new to the scene in general, kind of like in, I don't want to say mainstream worship music, but like in like the kind of like I, the worship I get music, what you're saying. popular worship yeah. music, yeah. popular worship music, um, is Brandon Lake. Um, yeah. Yes. Super good. Yeah. Um, those of you that don't know him out there, if you see him, one, he has a beautiful head of hair this long, full, and curly hair. It's like... I want it. It's the most ideal mane of hair. He's got it He's got it going on. Um, but his, his heart for worship, because he's a worship pastor at Seacoast Church, um, he um, writes music with everybody. He's like, you know, he wrote... He actually wrote Graves in the Gardens with Elevation Worship. He wrote Rattle. He's been writing more than he's actually like... Yeah, he's been, been writing the for scene, like years. Uh, and then, yeah. And so he's put out like this brand new album called House of Miracles. And so it's like all his music, um, the coolest sounds, his voice is like beautiful, but like the coolest like production and sounds and stuff like that. Um, just go into it. Um, especially he has this song. It's like the, the first track on there is called I Need a Ghost. And it just has this just like this really like dirty Southern rock kind of drive to it. And you're just like, man. And he's just like, that's a worship song, but it's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> but he also has like, he put Graves into his like own arrangement of Graves into Gardens and Rattle on the album as well. So if you're just looking for something different, he actually did Rattle with Tasha Cobbs Leonard, yeah. uh, which is like incredible that you could even like get someone like with the platform that like Tasha Cobbs Leonard has um, to be like on an album with you. Uh, but he's super great. Super great sound, um, really great worship music. If you're just looking for new worship music in general, like Brandon Lake is like a machine for it. So I just encourage you to go check out that album. So those two albums, Hillsong Young and Free, All of My Best Friends, and then Brandon Lake, House of Miracles. Adding Brandon Lake as you speak. <laughs> yes. Same. You, were, Same. you will not be disappointed. Um, but those are like my creative wrecks. Um, this week i just um really love those things and i really hope that like those things can encourage you and maybe for your worship leaders out there maybe you find something that you uh add to your worship sets 
And I'm sure we will. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, guys, that will be it for today. We hope you found this just as enlightening and encouraging as we have. Uh, We still have a lot of amazing topics to cover on this podcast. So until next time, my name is Andrew. I'm Noah. I'm Gabriel. And we will see you next time. Thank you guys for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, leave us a rating, five stars if you want, and an encouraging note on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at CTBC Podcast, where we will have clips from the show, encouraging words, and creative tips and tricks. Go pre-creative. Oh, 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 oh,